What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Meet the Critters, episode 29. I'm starting to think this is going to be like a regular thing. I don't know, just thinking it. So we have a super fun one. We got Tiffany Baxter back, so we're not going to waste any time. Let's pull her up. Tiffany, what Hi. is going on? <laughs> oh, you know, just uh, just got home from a little jackalope taxidermy class. That is What's the going on thing. with you? <laughs> uh, I am in the midst of deer season, uh, overtired, overcaffeinated, and just smelling like tarsal. I understand. Same. Yeah. It's a vibe. It's a, it's a fun one. <laughs> we can. Are we calling it that now? What a fun one! <laughs> yeah, we're calling it fun. Yeah, it's fun. we might as well because if not, we're gonna cry. I know. I know. Like. That's the joys of one small business ownership and two dealing with animals, especially dead ones. Actually, mostly live ones. The live ones suck way worse than the dead ones. Truth. I feel that too. I've got, you know, I've still got a sow. I'm waiting on babies. She's been I don't know. I don't know how you're still waiting. She is massive. How? I, I don't know. Ah, I figure um at this point, it's anybody's guess. We're just... Because you don't know when she was bred, right? No, I just know when I put her back in with the with my boar. Right. So I'm going off of that date and then, you know, 28 days from that date based on gestation or based on their cycles. Um, so she had to have gotten bred. She's bred. Oh, oh, for sure. She's about She's to bred. pop. She's definitely bred. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, that's um, the live ones are stressing me out as much as the dead ones lately. So yeah. I feel that I feel that for sure. She's definitely giving me a run for my money right now. <clears throat> yeah, they're they're interesting. We just moved all of we just moved everybody around because we have what well, we have 17 pigs on the ground right now. Yeah, between our piglets we got this year, there's 10 of those Our five feeders for they're going in the day after Christmas and our sow. So we shuffled everybody around and our sow is none too pleased because she's in like the furthest back paddock because she's bulletproof. I know she's great. I know like I don't have to do much with her. She's pretty easy and move the feeders forward because they're getting finished out. So they're just chaos at the moment. And they're also, the pen that they're at is right next to the kill pen. So I can just open the gate and toss them in. <clears> but it's like, that shuffle of everybody is like, ugh, like, this is such a pain in the ass. But we also set everything up in a way now that it was literally, all I had to do was open two gates and walk through with a bucket. And That's all five of them just followed me through two different paddocks into where they are. And I'm like, oh, so this is what like actually doing shit the right way looks like that's awesome no way <laughs> oh gosh you know and i go to farms every single day like that's nobody's really doing it the right way there's like a few that that's not the majority the majority of people are doing it the way you're talking you know right. like I know that we have this like thought in our mind of what the farm's supposed to look like and how it's supposed to function on a day-to-day -day basis mm -hmm. But like, you have to just make it work for you and let go of all that, you know, pressure that you're putting on yourself 
for no reason. <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> the big, that's the biggest thing. If you go into this going, oh, I'll just set something up <clears throat> and we'll be fine. Those are the people that go, oh, farming sucks. Like, I, this is an awful experience. I hated it. Like, don't do it. My, like, yeah, I spent a couple days making sure all my woven wire was done. All my electric was done. Everything was set up right. Gates. Like, all of it was done in a way that it was a process. But now, my chores take 20 minutes, maybe. Especially with the automatic waters. Like, unless they, unless they destroy them, which they do. But, like, on the off nights where they don't. Chores take me 20 minutes. Like awesome. just walking through feed bucket, <clears throat> feed buckets, quarter feed bucket. Cool. Done. Don't have to worry about it. Make sure everyone's good. Like that's how it, that's how you need to do it where it's like, oh, this is a fun experience. They're just draining me financially. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's super important to get the infrastructure in, you know, for everyone's safety really. But um but I, I do uh, I do think that people like really put that pressure on themselves, like what you were talking about. And right. it's not necessary, like do what works for you. And that's awesome. You got it down to 20 minutes. I've got, I literally just have all my animals running together. Right. So, and most of them are eating pasture and I just, just brought in like three loads of pumpkins. I'm bringing in mm -hmm. spent grains still. I'm still bringing in whey. Um, <clears throat> they get about a hundred gallons of that a week. And that's... Uh, I don't really have to do a lot except making sure that the waters are full, you know, and um, checking on obviously pregnant Miss Megan. And like today I had a duck that was mudlogged. I had to pull her out and she got into the, the pig wallow. So that's really the first, that's probably the first like incident I've had since putting everyone together. Um, that's good. I, cause for forever, I've always kept the poultry, the pigs and the goats in three separate, you know, pens and then rotated and had one, like basically, basically four plots and one was just sitting, um, right. recovering. And I've done that for so long, but life had gotten just, and this is where I said, you got to make things work for you. Life had gotten so wild and crazy. Like I don't have time to, to properly like rotate those pens. And I was like, you know, what's going to happen if I just put everybody together? Right. So this is probably the worst thing that's happened so far, but it could have happened regardless because it was just a mud hole. Like she just got into oh, yeah. the, the pigs, the pigs have their spot, their little wallow under a tree that they, you know, it's full of water. And I actually keep it full of water for them on purpose. Right. Um, and she got in there to swim around and got super, super muddy. And I think she was probably <clears throat> getting overbred because um, I noticed she yeah. Yeah. She was weak. She, I noticed she was hanging behind the flock there the last couple days. <clears throat> so today uh, I had to bring her into the freaking bathtub. I have a, I had mm. a duck in my bathtub, you know, and it's one of those things I nearly went ahead and put her down. She's got goopy eyes and. Yeah, I mean, you might still have to. I might still have to. Yeah, yeah. I actually was going to make a TikTok video about it because I did go ahead and treat her with an antibiotic. So go ahead and shake your head at me now because. I'm, I'm listen, over here. I don't giving... I I don't judge at all. Like I don't. I've got two giant bottles. I got two bottles of penicillin in my fridge right yeah. now. Like if your animals are sick, do it. If I shake my head at all, it's because it's a duck. 
And I'm like, well, that's what I'm saying. I hate you can laugh at me. So much. I hate them. Let them all die. Um, I, love, I love duck eggs, though. I know. And, I love, and it's. I love the ducks. Again, we're we're more than likely doing poultry again next year, and I'm really not excited about it. Like it's more like it, I'm not. I'm I'm not even going to say it. I'm kind of. I'm am absolutely <laughs> not super excited about it, but I kind of have to at this point. Like we have a massive pasture that I'm taking a year off of in infrastructure building. Like we're not doing beef next year, so I have a giant six acre pasture that's already fenced in, fully electric that I can put tractors in and have them be protected. And I'm like, like I need to keep that field going until I can get pigs rotated through there, which will be in a year or so. So I'm like, I can going to have to do poultry, aren't I? Like this sucks. <laughs> what is it about poultry? You don't like the most though. I, I think honestly, it was because I went so hard into poultry in the beginning. Like okay. you're just burnout. I'm burnout. I am for sure burnout. I haven't had birds in probably two years, and it's been so nice. Because when me and my wife moved in together, I moved into her. She had like a cottage essentially on a pond in the southern part of the state, but it was like 700 square feet. We had a cat that ended up living in a ferret cage because it was just old and hated me and would just mark the bed. We had at one point six dogs. And 60 birds. No, that's too many. Yeah. On a third of an acre. But it wasn't in a third of an acre. It was in like a 20 by 20 area between egg birds, quail, and meat birds. And it was like, I just, we just got burnt out. Then we did ducks when we moved up here. We did like 12 ducks. And it took me 12 hours to process all of them. Like in the middle of November. And it's like. We're at the point now where it's it's freezing every night. Like it's in the twenties here every night, and it's oh. like, ugh, and like birds are just one of those things that I'm just like, I, I hate them. I really do. <laughs> I also hate processing them. Like again, because that's what I started on. Like because I I processed so many free chickens and turkeys when I first started because I just wanted the experience. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> so now I'm like. Ugh. And I'm at the point where I could probably financially afford all of the good equipment to be able to do it the right way. And again, bounce back to what I said before, do it the right way. No, I've done it the wrong way so much. I don't even want to do it the right way anymore. Yeah, I've done it both ways. I started in poultry too, and I ran pretty hard with it, but I had way more property. I say way more. I only have three right. acres. Um, so it's not like I'm living on some giant ranch, but um I don't know. I don't mind processing them. I can do it so quick. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I started with like middle grade equipment. I didn't go high end, the Featherman. I went like Wright Farm, I think is yeah. what it's called. And I love it. It's great. Um, although they don't make big enough scalders anymore. Mm -hmm. I've, I've heard so, that before. I'm so annoyed. I have one that's so old. Um, it's kind of like my bandsaw. It was vintage. Um, and I've, re <laughs> I've had to like rewire it and everything. Yeah. And I actually had bought a new scalder and they sent it to me and it was so small. I sent it back. <laughs> I was like, what am I supposed to do with that? Like, that's your biggest scalder. That's, I yeah. That's what you have. Really? I'm supposed to put a turkey in that. 
Yeah. But get out of here. That's but yeah, that was but that's always how I've done it. I've done it with the turkey fryers and temperature temperature fluctuations with that and everything from doing it with my bare hands to like my boss my boss at the USDA facility had had one and they would let me borrow it during processing days, which made life a thousand times easier. But it's still like you come in just like smelling like wet feathers, which if you've never processed turkeys, it's a smell. It is a smell unlike any other smell that's out there. That's true. I, you know, every year when I was doing a big Thanksgiving harvest, I'd have a couple of people come help me and we would all go eat. Uh, I would always have like barbecue for lunch. We would have ribs like pork ribs and then we'd go eat a big steak for Mm. dinner because nobody wanted to eat poultry uh, for like a solid week after processing a couple hundred turkeys. (laughs) Yeah. Rachel's down here. Any idea how to bobcat proof your birds? Uh, quarter inch hardware cloth is probably the best, like depending, I don't know what your setup looks like now, but if you go over it with quarter inch hardware cloth, like overnight, you're probably going to be good. If they're out just free roaming during the day, I mean, a shotgun, that's about it. Like, (laughs) so I've actually trapped one. Oh yeah. Uh, Yeah. So it was like February, 2018. I remember it distinctly. Um, <laughs> the issue. The moon the issue was at quarter solstice. I'll never forget the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was well. It was just like I had just come back from a New York trip. Um, I had someone watching my animals, and you know the biggest nightmare as a farmer is going out of town. So oh, it's awful. It's I had so people. Bad. Yeah, I had people watching. Obviously, my animals, and they were like, "Tiffany, I thought you had ducks." And I was like, "I do." And they're like, well, we only see like one or two, whatever. And so they're, they're slowly picking them off. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> before that, you know, I had just found out that it was a bobcat. I thought I was dealing with dogs, but um, we got like video confirmation. It was a bobcat. And then um, I set up a trap. And what I did was I used some chicken heads from my chicken processing. <laughs> and I literally like tied some little feathers so so silly. I basically made like one giant cat toy out of threw a bunch of feathers around there because they're cats. Like apparently, I talked to a game warden about this. He was like, "Set it up like you're trying like, yeah, to, yeah. yeah, like they want to see, you know, little feathers." Oh, like have you seen the videos of like when they give boxes to tigers? Like they give bot like UPS boxes to tigers, and the tigers like look like no. a five pound cat and like try to like squeeze into it, and then they just crush it because they're a 500 pound cat that makes me so happy um yeah yeah, so i caught the bobcat obviously shot it i was so at the time i was using my premier one fencing Mm -hmm. and the bobcat can jump over it so um if you're free ranging during the day uh, i I don't know how you bulletproof from them like i mean if electric net fencing you know doesn't do it then i don't know what will for free ranging um but I will say, like, my bobcat was coming early, early in the morning, probably, like, 5, 6 a.m. Um, and they are, like, super migratory. So it would come around every, I don't know, four or five months yeah. or something. And maybe that was just this specific animal. But my understanding is they're super migratory. They're coming around, like, every four or five months. And I would just lose five or six birds at a time and just complete carcasses were gone. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, you can definitely trap them. And I don't know. I mean, the laws are... Kind of They're funny about how to, yeah. 
how you dispose of them. But there is like a, there's a bobcat season here in Oklahoma. Yeah, not um, up here, unfortunately. Well, there might be a trapping, like, because there's still a bunch of fur bearing, fur bearing up here where it's like, there's a pretty decent trapping season. I'm pretty sure you might be able to trap them up here. I'm not sure. Yeah. So my other biggest piece of advice besides trapping them would be um, get you an LGD. Yep. So I have two LGDs and um, ever since I got my LGDs, I've never had a bobcat problem again. And they are, they're pretty, there's a lot of them out here. Um, just their presence, just their barking because they're cats. Yeah. Well, she <laughs> actually, um, yeah, this is Rachel from my group. She did actually just get a great Pyrenees. So, oh, yay. Yeah. So, um, maybe, maybe set up a pin next to your, I'm sure you're not running the LGD with your chickens at, no, yet. No, so, um, the premier one fencing works for dogs too. You know, I do that with my, I still have a young one. She's two years old. Um, we're just now getting to that trustworthy stage. Right. Um, and she stays within premier one fencing too. You can always set a separate pin right next to them. Um, yeah. That's what I would do. I would just like have, if you're free ranging, use your premier one or whatever you want to use um, to fence them and then put your dog next to him. And just the dog being outside is going to, it's going to be enough. Be enough. Yeah. It'll be enough to deter them. So that's a simple, as far as I'm concerned, a pretty simple fix, but I would still try to trap the bobcat. No lies. Oh, for sure. I still, I'd bring the uh, dog. Inside I know she's in Pennsylvania and I think that might be probably a no go because most is a no go. <laughs> yeah. I would still um, try to trap it. But... It was when we moved uh, the piglets into the winter paddock they're in now, the backyard fence is right next to it. And over time, the door has kind of like, gotten wonky so it opens up a little bit and our border collie he's what is he three-quarter border collie one-quarter boxer is able to if, if he really wants to he can get out he usually doesn't but when we move in the pigs obviously they're screaming and he had snuck out and it's um woven wire sheep fence so it's like the small square so we couldn't get in but it's it's funny his dad and technically his grandfather um was it like yeah um was uh like a pig dog like it, they bought him originally to deal with pigs they had like a 60 pig operation and they needed like eh, a mean like dog that could deal with pigs like he comes over now with them and he's still just like on it like the second he sees a pig he is just on the ground staring mm -hmm. at it just waiting like tell me tell me to get it i'll go get it right now <laughs> But it was yeah. funny to see ours because I haven't put a day of training into him. I had all these grand plans that he was going to be amazing. He was going to be my best friend in the truck all the time. This, that, and the other. He, Yeah, did none of that. But it was good to see, like, just that natural, like, in him. Because he was just running up and down the fence. He would move him around. I'm like, oh, look at that. All right. Good for him. <laughs> yeah, they don't get enough credit, honestly. Um LGDs are gonna I'm never not gonna have one on my farm like from oh, here yeah. out I'm just gonna start a rotation every four or five years I'll have to get another dog and um that way you know the older as the older ones go as sad as that sounds you know I hate to make it sound like but it's business 
Um, I do love my dogs dearly, but um, I have to plan for the fact that they're not going to be here forever. And oh, new for ones sure. they're gonna, you want your older dogs to teach your newer dogs. Right. So like my Pyrenees, he's a poultry dog. I feel like they all are. It's funny. They're you all said, very different. Dog. They're, they're very, it's like they pick a species. Like my yes. Pyrenees is a poultry dog, which is the hardest thing to train. I just got really lucky with him. And then uh, my Anatolian, if you can hear, she's making, she's being really yeah. loud right now. Um, she is definitely like a goat dog. <laughs> so yeah. nobody, I don't have a pig dog. I guess I need another dog, but um, I well, don't pigs, have the time. Pigs can take care of themselves. They're fine. They they really do, you know, and the feeders aren't around long enough to really be, I say that, they're around yeah. for nine months. That is a, quite a while, but well, yeah. they're, they're with mama for how, you know, several months. And, right they're not it's not a big deal and my my boar's probably pushing 800 pounds now yeah. um he's a yeah they're good i can't believe he's getting i can't believe he got bigger since the last time we chatted but he has managed to get bigger um, i saw I, I saw that video of him in the fence that was crazy oh, gosh you know what and it's so stupid because so within the premier fencing i have Oof. two barn and one of my barns is, um, like, it's got, I've kind of built a pin. It, she can get inside the barn, and then there's a covered patio, patio space. My, my pig has a patio. And then um, it goes into the yard a little bit, so she has a, a mud hole out there, too. So she's got, like, a bougie little maternity right. ward set up. So I move her in there for, you know, potential, like, potential piglets. And um, my boar was, my boar wasn't trying to escape. He wasn't trying to get food. He was trying to sniff, sniff mm, his on, lady. on his lady. And I'm going, you nasty, you <laughs> nasty little man. You, y'all you, are all the same. Everyone. Yep. I'm like, you should be ashamed of yourselves. And, and you got, and he got his, he got his, <laughs> he got himself in that mess. That thing, that wire was wrapped around. Oh that yeah. Phone. That was, I was, I, was I so felt, worried. I felt that like I could, just hear i could hear the tone even over the phone of just like like that one hit i guarantee you that video hit me harder than probably 90 percent of the other people that watched it because I, I second i popped it on i was like i hate every second of this like this is bad and but i did want to shout out francis h greetings from the netherlands this Ooh. is this is not a podcast about the critters movie franchise um this is um we do this weekly podcast live and basically we have farmers producers butchers essentially anyone growing something to eat and uh we just chat we talk about uh how we raise stuff why we raise stuff the good stories the bad stories and uh it eventually will turn into a therapy session we're about 23 minutes in so probably around 35 40 minutes in there's going to be a moment where one of us just goes oh my god this sucks so bad <laughs> unless we already had it and i completely forgot well so that's so funny that they um i didn't know that that that's a movie apparently i have no idea what that movie is I, yeah i don't either yeah. but it's it's funny when people um you know like think you're something else so and I say that because just yesterday there's apparently there's a company called Backyard Butchers that just opened this year. And um, 
I am kicking myself because I didn't get the domain name uh, when it became available. And they, so their website is one letter short of mine. So mine's Backyard Butchery mm-hmm. with a Y. And they are Backyard Butchers with an S. Well, so yeah. I, I'm pretty sure there's a shop in Vermont that's Backwood, Backwood Butchers. And I'm like, <laughs> I think, and we started right around the same time. Like, I think I started this and then all of a sudden they came across my Facebook and I'm like, well, sorry. I'm yeah. with it. Well, here's the problem. People, there's no phone number on this website. Oh, so people keep calling you. Oh, it's it? better. It's oh, better. No. They're mad. They're mad when they call you. They're mad. I got some hateful, and I and they email me. I got the angriest email. Um, oh apparently, God. apparently they used some guy named Buddy Brown. Um, well, it's a pretty big movie for this kind of reaction. Sorry. No idea. Um, Apparently, some they did a promo. Backyard Butchers did a promo with a guy named Buddy Brown on, I guess he's a big YouTube um, hmm. guy, country singer. And here's the worst part. It gets, it gets worse. Like, the story just keeps going downhill. Um, the, the promotion video of Four Backyard Butchers starts as a political rant. Oh, yes. And yes. I didn't you know, even see that part coming. It started conspiracy theory turn. They were talking about the um, the. Did you see the ignition switch turn off thing or whatever? They're gonna do like a starting in twenty twenty six. All vehicles will have like a mandated. They um, all have that already. <laughs> well, no, it's like a it's like a turn off switch where they can just control. They can turn off your car. Yeah. The, the governments. They already the, do that. <laughs> well, anyway, so he goes on this long, and, and I don't, I, I agree with him for the most part. You oh, know, for sure. But, but it also got a little misogynistic a couple times. Yeah, time, time and place and how you're presenting. <laughs> yeah, the, the whole thing was just like, I can't be associated. Oh. I have to come out and I'm going to have to announce to everybody, like, we are not the same. I'm going to have to put something on my website. You, should, try to reach... you should do it as a political speech in the beginning as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the thing is, is that I, I need to reach out to Backyard Butchers, but there's no phone number. What? Is there any contact information on this? Yeah. So if you dig around the website, and I did. You have to you... dig? I dug. Oh my I had God. to dig into, so they have like two different user type agreements and they also had another, like, do not share my information. I honestly am a little sketch. Like the whole is thing it is it a business? Weird. Like, is it a butcher shop? It's like a butcher box subscription service. It's a so, butcher <laughs> and there's yeah. no phone number. No phone number. You And they have like pop-up shops that they put in the parking lots of big box stores randomly. And then you can also like get on their website and do um, a subscription. Well, I, I just want to like say this and I'm probably going to post about it later. But um, if you do sign up with this company, you need to read those user agreements because I read them and I was like, Oh, they're selling your information and they're, they're not lying. They're not even being. They're not lying about it. They're just doing it. No, they are. Yes. You might not even get uh, me. 
<laughs> anybody any company that doesn't put a phone number on their website makes me nervous anyway because why oh, is sure. why like there's a reason you're making it hard for me to get a hold of you why um it's not good for their business for them to be calling me you know yeah. so i'm i would think that like they would want to do something about that but there's but what are they going to do like what's the solution to that right. you know i don't see where there's going to be a solution like i don't they're not going to change their business name and no. um, I'm not going to change my business name. And they're probably not willing to put their phone number on their website. It, if they have it the now. At the end of the day, you guys don't have the same name. It's close, no. but it's not. No. And it's the fact that they're going to look at yours and go, Oh, well it must be the same thing, but there's just a why like, right. But like, they're close. They're close enough in vicinity. Like they're right. in Texas. I'm in Oklahoma. And the name is really, really close. And so my phone. People are dumb. <laughs> well, and the thing, it's so funny, though, because you you know that, like, they may or may not have spent money on that promotion. And if they did, then wouldn't, like, the return investment on that is that people call you. People contact you. You make, you know what I mean? You make some sales. And uh, if they're coming to me, they're not going to them. So. No. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to do about it. I'm kind of in a pickle. Um, but that was kind of a funny thing that happened yesterday because, because that video came out yesterday. I, I don't even know how many calls I got a lot. And some people called and then I would, I saw a missed call and they would call right back and they would call right back. And like, they called four or five times in a row because they think that I'm this butcher box subscription That's service. Like crazy. I'm going to, you know what I mean? I'm like, this is my personal cell phone number that you're blowing up right now. And I'm over here trying to butcher a beef while my phone just isn't stopping. I'm like, you know, on top of everything else, come on now. Well, um, well I, I know, I know to... that feeling. I know that feeling now. Cause again, it's deer season or rifle season here in New Hampshire now. So now yeah. it's constant. It's absolutely constant. Uh -huh. well, that's, good. that's a good it is, thing. It, it is good. And I At was, least I was they're talking... going to you and not to someone else. Right. <laughs> like, no, not sure. backyards, not backwoods not... butchers 603 or 604. <laughs> right. Sorry, I messed that up already. Um, no, no, no. It is 603. They're trying to look for 604. Yeah, uh... yeah. Well, I messed up. I meant to say 604 or 602. Um, that's that's me being elevated, my bad. But you hey, know it's all mine. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, but no, it's good. But it's, I was talking to someone about it today because I only do deer for two weeks and I do everything. I do okay. it all. Like I have no, I have no one here that helps with stuff. So it's, I was like, yeah, I'm looking to get like, do like 30 this year. Like in these two weeks, I've already, I'm up to like, I think I just put the ninth or 10th one in the cooler being mine. I'll get into that after, but um, like, I don't have the numbers that when you think of a deer processor, like you're thinking hundreds. Yeah. And it's like up here in New Hampshire, like, yeah, we have a decent season, but New Hampshire is also, I think one of the lowest success rates for like white tails in the country. Like oh. don't quote me on that one exactly, but we have one of the highest like um, ratios of people buying licenses without getting deer um wow that's weird i yeah. wonder what that's about it's it's a huge deal here well yeah you guys have you guys have the agriculture like you guys have like we have the forests which are fantastic and we grow some big bucks for sure but um yeah but i was telling them i don't 
Like my livestock business is good enough that I don't need the deer. I enjoy the deer. It's like a mini vacation from hell, but like, I don't need it. So it is, it, it's a vacation because it's like, it bring it mentally brings me back to working retail on like 4th of July where you're just running and gunning. You're over caffeinated. You have no idea what's going on. Like, sorry, I have to yell at an animal. It's I completely understand. But, um, yeah, so deer season has been fun, but my phone's just nonstop. Like, Hey, can I do, Hey, can I drop a deer off? Hey, can I drop a deer off? I've got, I think two coming tomorrow. Um, that I'll be skinning out with my four-year-old and one and a half year old, which is always fun. <laughs> That's so good for them though. Oh my God. They love it so much. It's good for you too. You got to spend some time with those babies. Oh, I know. And, and they love it. They do love it. Good. But there's always that moment where it's just like, I would be done. I would absolutely be done. But again, my oldest, she is so freaking funny. I, um, so last night I shot a doe. I, I shot my first year, which was a doe. We found it. I'll get into the story for a bit, but um, we were going to check it in this morning and I'm getting, getting them in the truck and I pick them both up. So like we look in the tailgate and my youngest who's one and a half is like, <gasps> like losing her mind, almost jumps out of my arms into the, into the bed of the truck. And my oldest is like, where's it? Where's its horns? I'm like, it doesn't have horns. It's a girl. Yada. Girl deer are nice. You don't shoot your, she goes, you don't pew them. And I was like, well, they're also delicious. She goes, girl deer are disgusting. And crossed her arms in the back seat. I was just like. Sassy pants. All right. Whatever. (laughs) Like she goes, so are we going to cut it now? Completely flipped. I'm just like, I feel bad for this. She was nice. You shouldn't have done that. So can I cut it now? Like. (laughs) I love that. She I is love such, that. That's, she is that's such so great. So you couldn't find it? Yeah. So what happened was I basically kind of gave up on hunting this year. Like I bought a bear tag and a deer tag. I was trying to get out with my buddy who has hounds for bears. And we just, I never could line up a date. Like it was right in between us going to Tennessee and like just life. Um, and then deer season, I had done zero to scout. I had, I had literally done nothing and everyone's like, Oh, I'll put you here. I'll put you there. And like the day before opening day, I already had two bears and two deer in the cooler. And I knew I like stuff was going to start flooding. I'm like, I can't, I have to get into the shop first thing. Like, I'm not gonna, it is what it is. So again, I've probably had nine or so come in like just kind of cruising through and my buddy came down and gave me a hand and my neighbor had texted me the day before I was inside with the kids. My wife was working and she go and my neighbor texts me and goes, Hey, just so you know, there's a really nice eight point walking across like your, your back tree line in less than a minute. I had the bait, the one and a half year old in the high chair with animal crackers. I'm like, I'm looking at the one and a half or the four year old. I'm like, I love you so much. Dad has got to go do chores real quick. I'll be right back. You can watch whatever you want. Like, here's the remote. Run out the door, get in the truck. I put, throw my cowboy boots on. I'm like, I'm not tying anything. Like, I need to just get out there, get the gun. And I just start creeping down that the laneway, like trying to get out back and don't see anything. So I wander back and I call her and I was like, 
so what happened? And she goes, yeah, I saw a really nice eight point or eight point. She showed, she told me exactly where it was coming out, which I knew they come in and out of there, but I hadn't seen anything in a while. And uh, I was like, all right, whatever. So when I went to the shop yesterday to work, I've got giant 10 foot tall garage doors on both sides of the building, one facing out back. So I just worked all day with the garage door open and I had perfect line of sight to where they come out and I didn't see anything all day. And me and my buddy were joking about it. Like, it was going to pop out. We're going to be like, what the hell? And get after it. And nothing happened. So it was like right around 4.30 and I was done. Like I was tossing rendering in the tractor, the bucket till or like it to like bring it out back. Got a cigarette, smoking a cigarette. And I look up. And there's just a doe staring at me from the exact spot I've been staring at all day. And I'm like, I literally did like the cartoonish, like hands out, like, okay, it's all right. And I slowly backed up into the shop, grabbed the rifle off the counter. But my buddy had told me earlier in the day, cause I said something like, it doesn't matter anymore. It's buck only. Like, I'm not going to put any time in like, it is what it is. And he goes, oh, no, they added an extra dough day. And I was like, oh, cool. Good to know. But I wasn't 100% sure. So I run over to my phone that's on the charger right next to the window. I'm pulling up Fishing Games website, scrolling through the calendars at the same time, looking out the window, make sure it's still there. Well, my buddy had made the joke earlier in the day. I had a lead sled sitting there from a couple buddies sighting in their rifles. It was sitting right next to the shop. He's like, you should just go put that in your field. Like, if you know where they're coming out of, you should just go put that in your field. And I was like, yeah, whatever. He had left, and I was taking a break, and I was like, why don't I just do that? Worst case scenario, it sits in the field for two days. All right, whatever. So I put it out in the field, a little bit of cover. And I'm like, all right, cool. So, again, back to seeing this deer. Get the date right. Run. Like, I'm crouched over like this with a 30 6 just like going across my field. I look ridiculous. She's staring at me the entire time. I have direct eye contact with her. And she's just watching me fall like across the field, get into the lead sled. And I get on her crosshairs, center mass on her chest. She's staring at me. I see her blowing. I can't hear her, but she, I can see her just blowing right at me. And I'm like, I don't know how she's not going, but it was about a 130 yard shot. And I, I was like, I'm not, oh, don't give, Hold that one. You know, I want you to hold that. <laughs> um, I was like, I don't feel confident like taking that shot center mass like that from that distance. I'm like, ah. and she turns and starts walking in the woods. So I pick my head up. And as soon as I do, she turns completely broadside. I'm like, Hoo! get back, get on it. When I say I punched that trigger, I pulled <laughs> that trigger with my goddamn elbow. Like I... Because I knew I did, because as soon as I took me like two seconds to get her back in the scope, I jerked that gun so bad. Because I was just shaking. Get it lined up on her. She's ass up, head down, butt moving. And she had a like a year old fawn with her. And they both took off into the woods next to the house. And I'm like, Uh and at that point, I realized I had still not removed the cigarette out of my mouth. I had been so like zoned in i had a cigarette with about that much ash still i'm like the fuck is happening (laughs) if only your beard had lit on fire if only that was one of those moments i wit like 
looking back on it, I'm like, I wish I had had a camera set up for something like, but I'm like, there's no way I barely made the shot as is. Yeah. So yeah. I went, I had to get milk for the kids. I'm like, all right, I'm going to let it go. And like, hopefully lay down and die. I'll run up to the store, grab milk. My wife's like, go, like, don't help. Like, I don't need help with bedtime. Just go. I go out and I can't find shit. Cause at this point it's pitch black. And I don't remember exactly where I hit her. And my buddy finally called me back. He goes, do you need help? I'm like, yes, get down here now. And thank God, Brian Finer, Finer Masonry, if you're in um, central New Hampshire and you need tile work done, call this man because he is a <laughs> saint. Um, but he came down and we walked the tree line a little bit, didn't see anything. Then we got into the woods and we we were almost at the point where he started doing like, well, you sure you hit it? And I'm like, oh, my God. Um, and he finally goes, got it. So we tracked this thing for, again, like going inch by inch, 200 yards doesn't seem like that long. But again, inch by inch, it's forever. Yeah. In that time, we're there's blood every foot. Like I, she's bleeding. Like this is not good for her get about halfway in we take a moment to like stop and as i turn we just see a flush of brown go past me and i'm like we just fucking bumped her i'm like oh god so then we had to sit like we sat there for about 10 minutes with our lights off like talking about options i had the kids all day today there's no way i could go out this morning the entire time we're standing there talking about it all you just hear is yip 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 coyotes all around us i'm like yeah, there's we're I'm not going back in without this deer. Like, so we're just gonna keep going. Let it sit for about 15 minutes and kept picked up the trail. But again, it was every foot. Like, and then all of a sudden we started getting like fat and stomach content. And I'm like, oh, I got shot her. Shit. Like now this gets real. Tracked her for a little bit longer, and then we get to the top of this hill where it was like gushing, and we're like all right, this is good. This is good. Get right to the top of the hill. She's within 15 feet of us just laying there, but head up. Like she's looking at us as we crown the hill and we just immediately shut the lights off. We probably stood there for about 20 minutes and she finally passed. But of course it's, we're in that 20 minutes. That was the longest 20 minutes of my life. Like, cause it's like, do I run up and try to finish it myself? Like I didn't bring my gun out cause we can't, I can't legally in the middle of the night. Um, yeah, New Hampshire's weird. Um, yeah. And it's like, do we go, do I do I run back to the house and get a bow? Like, what are we doing? We're like, we're like, we're not leaving it completely. Like, if one of us has to go, one of us is staying here until it's done. And we back off a little bit, and then I hear, and then we're talking, and then I just hear like you know that last death breaths and i'm like oh okay now i know where i am now now we're back into my like domain of life and i'm like oh no it's soon we don't have to go anywhere we can just stay right here for like a couple more minutes and she did finally pass and we got up to her i punched that shot so bad i got her essentially like the bottom of the the bottom of the belly and that 30-06 just punched through it really didn't puncture too much of the actual like stomach, 
but there was stomach out of one side, intestine out of the other, and she just bled out. She was like a water balloon when I gutted her. But I was like, thank God. And it was my it, this was my first year, and I am over the moon excited, but at the same time, super hard on myself of like, if you would just calm down and take in five seconds to like really make sure that you weren't an idiot on the trigger. Like you do this for a living. Like that should have been a 20 yard track at that range. <laughs> I mean, don't beat yourself up. I mean, that's, that's not useful at this point. Yeah, exactly. No. Yeah. And I know that, but um, yeah, I mean, but I, I see your point. I'm not, I mean, that would, that's stressful. Yeah. For sure. That's super stressful. And my instinct would be to like walk up with at least a knife if you can't with a uh, gun, you know. Well, that was the que- well, that was the question we had. It's like, all right, is it worth it for me to try to get up to this thing? Because then the other option is, all right, even with a even with its stomachs coming out, it's going to be faster than me. Like, regardless. So now all of a sudden we have to track this thing for another hour because it took off. And then dies, and we never find it. Right. So, well, so found it. yeah, we found it, got it gutted. My buddy's like, "Well, you want to kind of?" I was like, "I got this part. This part, I am fully capable of." He's like, "Oh, we don't have a saw." I was like, "Why do we need a saw?" He's like, "We got to split the pelvis to get the asshole out, unless you got a trick for it." I was like, "Yeah, like that's. Why do you need I have all saw? the tricks. I have all the tricks for this." You don't need a saw to cut the butthole out. No, and that because it's like he usually splits the pelvis and like gets around it. And I was like, "That's that's how people end up pit, like that's how it. you end up. Yeah, that's how you perforate it." Right. So, no, I actually did a video on yeah little little booty hole. Well, that's uh, what I told him. I was like, "Well, watch this. I I don't have it on me. It's still in the shop. I need to clean it." My buddy made me like a custom. Um, I call it a mini buoy. He calls it a regular buoy. I just have giant hands, like buoy style, like straight blade knife. And I absolutely love, I just got it resharpened. And I was like, perfect. I'm so happy I get to use this knife to do this. Perfect. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I just went right against the pelvis and just popped it out, reached in, squeezed all the cocoa pebbles out, pulled it through on the other side. And he just goes, oh, it's like, yeah, yeah." it's not that hard. That's, but, Why, deer hunters do tend to make things really difficult, though. I always you know? make I always make fun of them. I always give them shit because I'm just like, "What are you afraid to stick your finger in its butt? It's dead. It's not gonna like it. Like, you're you're gonna be fine. You're gonna get poop on your finger, and you can wash your finger off. Like, it's gonna be fine. You stick your finger in its butt, pull it straight, cut around it. That's it. Yeah, I, I mean. I usually, I have, I guess I've got small hands, so that helps. Yeah, that, it gets tough with these, for sure, (laughs) but, um. I get on the tailbone, and I can stick, like, a finger, and, like, I can kind of scoop it up and push, put tension on it, so that I'm on the outside of that rectum, and then I get my knife in between there, and I go around, and that's how I get it started, um. And I don't even, 
I don't even have to tie it off. I know I you go to tie it off. Not really. Like I've not. I do on beef and pigs just because I've had it. Yeah. I've, I've burned myself a couple times not doing it. So I'm like, I just do it regardless now, even if it's clean. Yeah. I mean, if there's a fresh one in there, you just squeeze it out real yeah, quick. Yeah, exactly. But um, I usually hang, once I get that, I hold it up and I cut all the way down to a certain point and then I lay it into the trash can. So if anything were coming out, it's going into the trash can, not going into, you know, the animal. So yeah, well, uh, when I'm doing it with livestock, I'll usually, cause the way, cause when I get to that point, I have the animal up, but not fully up. Cause I've started oh, doing okay. the gutting incision at that angle. Cause it's a thousand times easier. But it is. Yeah. It's so much easier, but I also have a cradle too. But um, I'll yes. get it completely loose, get it as loose as I can. And if it is leaking a little bit, I'll take a paper towel, pop it on, and loosen it up to the point that I can get it all the way into the animal. Then when I make the gutting incision, I'll loosen it even further all the way down and lay it on top of the stomach. So that way, if you do it right, as soon as you pick the entire beef up, everything just goes right to the bucket. Yeah. Yeah, and that just goes to show there's a hundred ways to do things. Right. Like there's so many ways to butcher. I started on a cradle, but my back's my lower back is fused. So right. um, you know, and I was taught to to skin beef on the ground and I was taught to, you know, skin hogs on a cradle, but I it's just it was killing my back, man. Right. So I started skinning uh vertically. It's yeah. wild. It's a totally different experience. It's and completely I completely different. The way yeah. I describe it is like, I love the cradle method. I do all my deer in the cradle, like, yeah. because that's just how I, that's how I skin. I have my method and that's how I do it. And the way it's... I've looked at it is when you're skinning, hanging, you're fighting gravity. And when you're on the cradle, gravity is working for you. That's how I've like, in my head, that's how it makes sense. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's easier on my back being vertical, right. but it's harder on my hands. Yes. So I think, you know, and then that kind of chest, you know, the, the neck and the brisket up front, that, that part, um, yes, I do have to, I still have to like, kind of, you know, I get on my, get on one knee or whatever. I can't bend over very easily. So, well, that's, what's nice when it's in the cradle. Cause it's, you do all that. You're not dealing right with you're not and like I do all when you're up there, I do all my pull the tongue out, tie off the esophagus, do everything there, split the sternum, do everything right up front. So again, once I get to the point where everything is scunned down and I start lifting, all I'm literally doing is skinning out a strip that's this big along the back right. where the cradle sits. Right. And like I, I'll usually gut before I finish skinning. Just yeah. because I've loosened it enough that it's already coming out. Well, and the back's the easiest part. So exactly. you can just pull it. Yep. Uh, you know, I've been looking at some some options for pulling hides, doing it an easier way. Right now I'm just manually doing it. But but like I said, that's just I love hearing other butchers' methods and, and stuff. And and I think it's good for people to hear that there's, you know there's so many ways to do it. There's no yeah. one right way 
necessarily. I mean, there's certain things you have to kind of keep in consideration, of course. Like, right. I don't want people to think that you could just willy dilly do anything, but uh, but you can, you know, this you one's a lot. Be, yeah, you can. You just have maybe some consequences, but um, right. I the think other little random thing I've been doing lately, not, not even lately, I've been doing it for a while now, is I'll leave the um hide attached to the oxtail and skin out probably three quarters of the back and then get it all the way lifted pull the oxtail the hide on the oxtail down a little bit further and what it does is you still get the gravity pulling down on the hide that you've already skun out that makes the skinning easier but you're not walking all over it like it's not all underfoot it's just hanging there. So then once you get to like the neck and you go to start taking the head off, just pull the hide down off the oxtail and then it's just done and out of your way. Yeah. Again, it's like not a huge thing, but for me, it was, a. I hate it. I hate it when you're skinning something out and you're in work boots and you step on a chunk of hide that's super fatty and your entire leg kind of twists a little bit because it's not like you're not on stable ground. Oh gosh, you you don't want to come work on my trailer then. <laughs> Listen, I'm a big clumsy oaf, so it's uh, if I can protect myself in any way, I will. As you should, for sure. Um, butchery is already an extremely dangerous job without any um, additional help. And, and as you know, solo butchery is even harder. Yeah. The amount, the uh, amount of things that I've figured out that probably other people wouldn't in like a butcher shop setting, like just because of knowing I have to do everything by myself. Yep. It's like, oh, all right, that makes sense. And then I have people who also cut meat and they look at me and they go, why? And I was like, because I don't have two clerks to help me carry this or do that. It's like, right. I do all of this by myself. So this is why I do this. Yeah. Yeah. Doing things by yourself sucks because I think for me, like if I, if all I had to do was butcher, it would be okay. Um, right. if whenever I have to become the maintenance man, mm. that's where I struggle the most because I'm learning all this equipment, you know, the, the equipment, when I worked in a shop is very different than the equipment I'm able to use on my mobile shop. Like it's right. not, we're not using the same equipment. Um, so essentially like, and even if it was the same equipment, I still wouldn't know how to work on it, you know? No. And like my generator just went out. Okay. Well, the warranty expired two months ago, naturally. Okay. It's blowing white smoke. Mm. That's uh, I'm literally at this guy's farm, like tearing apart this generator in the pouring rain. Mm. It's cold and it's cold too. Like it's windy and it's cold. Right. And like it's not as cold as where you're at, but the wind cuts you. Right. Like it, even with like full gear on, I was freezing. And they made this freaking generator so hard to work on. Cause so I was like, well, let's try the simple things first. Let's mess with some oil mess with some air filters. I still haven't gotten to the air filter yet. Um, they've made, well, you have, you literally have to take yeah, the front everything off. Apart. You have to take the front off, the side off, 
and then the frame around it and then you have to take both wheels it's the wheel lock right now that's messing with me i had to i literally went to the store yesterday and picked up uh, a tool specifically just to get to that stupid stupid mm. wheel lock screw and um i had, just haven't had time to even deal with it so i'm i just told my client tomorrow like hey <laughs> can i just run an extension cord <laughs> Yeah. Can I use your hose and and um and an outlet? And she's like, yeah, of course. And I was like, cool. So then I don't have to worry about fixing it until tomorrow. Perfect. Um, you know, vac and then it's like, I just gotten the vacuum sealer warrantied. I just sent in my scope to be warrantied on my gun. And so now, now I'm down to one gun. I only have a scope on one gun right now. And then, um, which mobily you have to have a scope. Oh, yeah. I really don't want, care what anybody. There's been a lot of hate on my Instagram about. Oh, that. I get it. I get it so much because I use I use the um, I use the judge. I get so much hate for for the 45 long call. 22 long rifle will do it. And I was like, I'm sure it will. Guess what? I don't like it. I don't care. Yeah. Like this will also do it. I can do this. You can do that. It does not make me any less of a man. Whatever. I don't care. Like. Yeah. And There's it's so never, and it's never like, there is the handful of people that it's like, yeah, I do this every day. Like I used 22 and those are never the people that are like, Oh, what the hell? It's the, my uncle 20 years ago, always used a 22. And I was like, cool. I kill shit every week with this consistently. Right. Like, right. Yeah. Cause I made that TikTok with the sweet Caroline music in the background and there were a handful of people this post is ridiculous like oh just just do this do that i'm like hey guys there's not a real cow in that trailer and guess what you're on tiktok like i also made a clinton's reference in this like they're not involved in this at all like get over it you were being mansplained i was i was being mansplained and how I'm does like, it feel i i'm fine with it I'm like, right. no, I just, for once, it's nice to hear a man getting oh, mansplained. Of course. Oh, I get, I get I mansplained get everywhere I go. Oh, it's, everywhere yeah. I go. Breaking lights. Oh, no. There we go. Um, Yeah, no, I get that all the time. And I, at this point, I'm just kind of like, uh, hey, guys, I don't care. Like, I do this for a living. I own my own business. And I get to write these bullets off of my taxes. Like, right. I don't care. Like, what gun you're comfortable with, you know? Yeah, exactly. There's, as long as it's enough gun, that's all that matters. Right. Who cares? I don't know why people think that they, their way is the only way. I mean, I've said that like three times just in this 58 minutes we've been on here. Like, right. there are a hundred ways to skin a deer, yeah. man. Well, if, if Francis from the Netherlands is still on here and he was questioning whether or not we were going to get to a therapy session of the podcast, that was just that. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, I was at a, I was at a jackalope taxidermy class today and I, there were four or five other people there and it was so funny because we were talking about, um, everybody just kind of was going through their struggles and everybody's like, yeah, the last year and a half, the last two years. And I look around the table and everybody's just kind of like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, wow. So are we all living the same life? Are we, yeah. are we all living the same version of a different life? Like yeah. 
everybody, we're all screwed right now. Everybody has been, everybody is stressed right now. Everybody is struggling right now. And the economy is trash. And I go to farms every single day and I talk to farmers every single day. And I'm there all day. So like they, we get to have conversation. Right. If, if, if nothing, if, if not all day, like for at least a couple of hours, um, or 30 minutes, 45 minutes at a time, because I have to get set up. Like we have to make a plan and, um, you know, I got to see their animals and figure out how they want it cut and all that good right. stuff. So like, there's going to be conversation and every day I have to remind farmers, like you're not alone. Oh, and, and we're the worst, and we're the worst people for that because we are. We're two of us are talking. We're solo butchers. That like it is what it is. Like we're those people that it's like I don't want the help. I don't care. Like I don't want anyone to know the struggle. It is what it. Like I'm dealing with it. It's gonna be fine. But it's we're all in the same boat. Like. Yeah. Every person that raises, like, not e not even every person that raises livestock, every person right now is struggling with yes. something. Like, well, with the way of the world. A joke. Yeah, it's a complete joke. joke. I don't know how, uh, I don't know how we're supposed to, like, continue on. Small businesses specifically, like, how, how am I supposed, like, I need to hire help, but how am I supposed to afford to hire oh, help? Oh, you're, you're preaching to the choir. I'm right there. You know? Like, I, it's, I again, do want it's, help. You can't, you can't hire, like, I couldn't hire a kid right now for $10 an hour. No one well, would do it. And which I don't want to hire someone and not be able to pay them what they're worth either. Like, right. I, I want a good quality person that I can trust, you know, and I'm willing, I if, if I'm going to hire someone, I have to be willing to pay right. the extra money to get that, you know, and... There's just no way. And it's also ways of how, what you're hiring people to do and stuff like that. I recently, because again, I've been thinking about, I need to hire someone. And again, do I hot, like, do I hire someone at $16 an hour to do everything right off the bat? I would much rather hire like a kid getting out of high school that doesn't really know what they want to do yet. And put them through the program I went through of, okay, guess what? Like you're working, you're going to get, you'll get over minimum wage for sure, but you're not going to get paid as a cutter because you're not a cutter. Like you will learn, you will figure it out. Like you will pick stuff up as you go along. But unfortunately, like I did, you're going to start at the bottom. And when you're at the top, you're going to go, thank God I started at the bottom. Because now I know everything. But well, it's, are there, it, it, are, there's sorry. no one out there that's going that wants that. There's no one out there that's like, yeah, that's that sounds like exactly what I want to do. Because it's right. yeah. Well, there might be. Do you have any like butcher schools or? We have nothing up here. Of the closest not. ones. Like I mean, we we don't really have much either. But I do occasionally get messages about like apprenticeships and stuff like that. And that's an option. I mean, you could maybe, maybe talk about see if somebody wanted to be an apprentice. And I think that's one right. way to get pretty cheap labor. I will say for me personally, I would rather hire someone that doesn't have experience. Oh, I don't want I don't want them to have experience at all. <laughs> well, probably me for different reasons than you. Um, right doing fresh cutting over frozen cutting 
Yes. You know, anyone who's cut frozen meat for any period of time comes with me and absolutely just hates it. So, oh, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to, really I'm not looking there. forward to a collaboration with you. Like I am, like I am looking forward to meet you at some point and do a collaboration, but I am not like, I'm not looking forward to it. Like, it's not going to be a super right. fun day for me. <laughs> you can just vacuum seal. It's perfect. I will <laughs> vacuum seal all day. Grind meat and vacuum seal. Yeah, it's um, it's just that I, I've had, because I did hire a few people in the beginning. Right. Like, I really, but I had to. Like, that was, I want to, I, I keep saying it was a crutch, but, like, legitimately, I needed that to get to just yeah. give myself any level of confidence to do this. Because those first couple months, like, it was like, oh, shit. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to do this like crazy thing that's not being done. And, uh, I don't really have a lot of references here and I'm just kind of willy nilly, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, and having a second person there was really, I don't think I would have handled it very well if I was by myself. I had to, I needed someone there if nothing else for like emotional support, but everyone that I hired and I hired three or four people, um, they all had experience and they all had, they all bitched about it the whole time. They're like, this is just so much. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? This is what you signed up for. You knew what you're getting into. I'm very sorry. You don't like it. Like, um, we can just part ways here, you know, like, yeah, exactly. We don't need to continue this relationship. Right yeah. If, if you hate it and you're just going to, if you don't like it, if you, I don't want to have, I don't want to pay someone that doesn't want to be there, you know? um those people well, and, and inevitably inevitably they do end up letting you down because they don't want to be there and that's yeah. what happened you know that i had well that's the interesting coaches. just about this job in general like unless you're crazy like us and we love it like it's not a super like sexy job it's like you're gonna be cold you're gonna be wet you're gonna be covered in blood you're gonna have weird hours and you could die yeah, and and, we're for, and for not enough money either. Yeah, I was gonna say, and we're gonna part. start you off at it's like that. Uh, what is it? The guy who plays Shaggy from Scooby Doo. There's that template going around right that right now, where it's like, so you, do you want the job or not? It's like the hours are shit, but the pay is worse. Like it's. <laughs> We're like policemen and teachers. Like we, we risk our lives for no money whatsoever. Um, you're talking about weird shit. I have to show you something. Yes, show the jackalope. It's amazing. I need one so bad. Ah, so happy. Would I have to name him? It needs to be like a full body mount. I want a full body mount, like a full rabbit standing on its hind legs with antlers. I'm so happy That's with it. It's fantastic. I did this. I did this today. It was my very first one, so it's not perfect. Um, but I was pretty impressed with myself. I do plan on opening a wild game shop next, hopefully next year if I get it done. I know you're shaking your head, but honestly, I think it will be more profitable than no, what I'm for, doing now. It, it will absolutely, for, and it's again, location. Like we talked about when we were talking about my shop during deer season. Location, yeah. location, location. You will do hundreds of deer. I know. Well, and the laws here in Oklahoma just changed on deer. So up until this year, if you were like a domestic butcher shop, 
you were able to put wild game and domestic game in the same cooler. And that was totally legal. Well, as of this year, they require you have a separate cooler for your wild game, which I actually agree with because I know what they were doing. Because there's no legal oversight on wild game, what what the butcher shops were here were doing is they had like beef and pork like hanging, right? Mm -hmm. And then they would stack deer on the floors. Yeah. Which I disagree I disagree with. So they had to do something. Like I know I personally feel like, you know, less regulation is better for the most part, but sometimes like there needs to be just something. Just a smidge. Um, yeah, because there's no legal. Not even, yeah, not even regulation. That person just not, needs to not be an asshole. Right. And well, they're gross. an asshole. So now they're ruining it for the rest of us. Yeah, it, it's gross. Like that's people's yeah. food, dude. You put it on the floor. That's gross. So, um, yeah, Gener- generally speaking, I'm not a big fan of extra legal oversight, but right. um, wild game having none has been also kind of gross. So, like, the bar, um, I thought the bar for butchery was low until I got to see, like, a wild game shop. I got a tour of one, and then I saw that the bar could actually go lower. Oh, so, come to New Hampshire. Come to I, New Hampshire and come look and see where that bar is. I'm like, you know, it's so crazy to me. It's like, how can how can this business fail when everybody else is, you know, doing it yeah. so poorly? But um, I'm, I plan on doing some taxidermy. So if I'm going to do deer, I want to I want to do taxidermy. I want to do. Listen, I love it. Out. I love it. I love doing it. It's amazing. Yeah. There's no time. There's we, no time whatsoever. Well, you have the Beatles okay. now. It'll be different. I'm hiring people. I will hire people. I cannot run both businesses at the same time by myself. So I will hire a full-time employee. And the idea is like if they can. Um, Very low, Seth. So low. <laughs> so low. It's so on the low. ground. There, there are some shops that's on the ground. I know. A couple of varieties. Doing the taxidermy, I feel like, is the answer for me to hire like a full time employee because three months out of the year we do deer season, and then the other nine months out of the year we can work on European mounts and you know skull work and stuff like that. And I so I want to get into I want to get into that with you. We'll talk. Yeah. Well, when we get into the TikTok, we'll talk about that. Yeah, I mean, we're already doing hides, so. Why? Yeah. All right. All right. All right. I'm not doing them. Someone else is doing them. I know. I know. All right. We're up over an hour. Tiffany, <laughs> where can everyone find you? You're giving uh, me anxiety. You're giving me hey, anxiety over here. Backyard Butchery with a Y dot com. Um, backyard Butchery on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. And uh, I think that's it. Yeah, come find me. Come say hello. I'm also Freeland Farms if you want to follow my farm page. I don't post on there too terribly much. Um, but, you know, there's some really cool bee photos on there. So what comes in those subscription packages you're offering? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. He does not sell a subscription package. Um, Sarcasm. That's what comes sarcasm. in my subscription. Sarcasm. Anyways, you can find me if you're watching this live on YouTube right now and you are not subscribed. Please like the video, subscribe to the channel. I have been an awful content creator these past couple weeks. I, yeah, it's been awful. I have been trying to get 
at least one out a week. I haven't. I didn't get one out this week at all. You're doing, you're doing fine. Uh, Give yourself some grace. Tick, TikTok has been taking up a lot of my time and trying to get that figured out. But so anyway, you can also follow me on TikTok at, at backwoodsbutcher603, Instagram as well. That is my next hurdle to get more into Instagram, which I'm not looking forward to. Um, you can also follow us on Rumble. Um, I don't think my videos have synced yet. I did the YouTube sync thing and it's been about three weeks and I haven't seen a video over there yet. So I am over there. So go ahead and preemptively like if you're on Rumble. Other than that, you can keep popping over here for (laughs) next Saturday. It'll be episode 30. It's still insane to me. I have 30 episodes or will have 30 episodes of this show. It's nuts. Actually, it's probably over 30 because there's some back backwards episodes in here too. I don't even know anymore. It's a blur. You're doing fine. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, All right guys. TikTok live. Yeah, I think we'll probably take a little break. I got to run to the bathroom real quick and then we'll jump on TikTok and see what trouble we can get into while we're there. All the trouble. All the trouble. Perfect. Well, Thanks everybody, thank you so much for listening. Follow us both. And we will see all of you guys next time.